Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fairview Family Ministry Podcast. My name is John, and on today's episode, we get to sit down with our kids director, Beck Jones, and we talk about Bible memorization, the Awana program that we have here at Fairview Church, and we talk about a book called Resilient, and we're trying to answer the question as we talk about the book, Will today's church children be strong enough in their adult years to lead the church and influence the culture in which they must live in 2050? This is an awesome conversation where we just talk about understanding and loving God's word and applying it to our lives. We talk about what a relationship with God looks like and it's a foundation for kids moving into being resilient in the future. A lot of different things we talked about, but I hope it is a blessing to you today. Thank you so much for being here and joining us on today's podcast. We hope this is a blessing. We hope you're encouraged. And most of all, we hope that you leave today feeling more prepared and equipped to parent your children in your home. We love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. And here we go. Here we go. Here It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Stay tuned. Here we go. We're starting in three, two, one. Well, thank you so much, Beck, for joining us on today's episode. And uh, before we jump into our topic today on Bible memorization and some other things, uh, I wanted just you to share a moment about yourself. So if anybody is new to Fairview or has never walked through our door, just kind of explain what you do here. Maybe explain a little about a little bit about your hubs and your little pup at home. Just kind of give us a quick introduction before oh, we jump those in. Are my two special things. I love those. Um, well, I'm Beck Jones, the Kids Director here at Fairview Church, and it has been such a privilege and an honor to be with you all for about two years now. We're starting year three, and I'm excited for what God has done in the fertile ground that we have here at Fairview, and for the many families that He has been so faithful to bring us, even through 2020 and a pandemic year, and just all the things that life has kind of thrown at us. But um, I'm originally from Virginia, which is awesome. Um, and James and I met in college, and uh, so we're college sweethearts, if you if you will. Um, and we have a sweet little uh, miniature golden retriever named Truett, and he is just a joy. He is such tangible grace to us. He brings a lot of life, and we get to also make a lot of connections with our community because of him, because he's a golden retriever, so everybody is his best friend. Sure. Now, yeah. is Truett named after Kathy Truett, Chick-fil-A? actually not. Uh, uh, that. We picked Truett kind of because the Lord reminded me that I need to cling to truth when we lost our first puppy, Nelson, sure, yeah. right? Um, and I was battling some grief things, and so uh, Truett kind of came from truth. And, okay. you know, if Truett Kathy wasn't who Truett Kathy was, and we didn't love Chick-fil-A the way that we do, I might not have gone with Truett. Gotcha. Well, it's a, it's a double meaning, right? Yeah. It's a dog with a double purpose. I mean, it allows me to share the gospel Absolutely. <laughs> when they ask me, hey, you're the Truett Kathy, I'm like, no, but we do know what Truett Kathy stands well, for. So. That, is, that is awesome to know because I didn't know that um, and why you named your dog Truett. So, uh, so glad that you are part of our family ministry team. So glad that we get to uh, just kind of see you uh, just developing the kids ministry as you have over the past couple years. And um, as you mentioned, yeah, it's been kind of crazy. Uh, just a reminder for those that have are going to be listening. Uh, she started like two months before everything shut down. So she literally moved her life here and then everything shut down. And uh, I know what, what a time. So uh, it was, it was great, but uh, very grateful for Beck. So glad that you're here talking about Bible memorization. So let's start off there. And then there's a couple of things that we want to kind of get 
through in this episode, but um, I want us to talk through, uh, maybe at a 30,000 foot view, general view, of why is Bible memorization important, not only for just guess individuals, but uh, for kids, you know, why, why is that important? Absolutely. Um, well, it truly is hiding God's word in our heart. I say that to our Alana kids specifically, or to any of our peer, Camp Therapy kids, um, ranging from when we start at two years old, and, and they're able to start having dialogues with our community leaders or with our teachers, is we're giving them short things to memorize about who God is and his love for them. Um, and so it's just really important for us to be able to know God's word in and, in and out and throughout our entire days, you know? Um, and so it's, it's helpful to be able to recall God's promises when life happens, when hard things happen, when 2020 happens or we have weird weather. Um, it, is, it is really purposeful. Or, you know, when you're making a new friend and, and we want to love our neighbor as ourself, right? Um, we talk a lot about that in Therapy Kids. And so teaching our kids some verses to lean on during those school days when, when things are happening, when they're having conversations with their friends at, at the lunch table or on the playground, and just allowing God's word to be an everyday conversation with us. Sure. Uh, I wish Amber was here for part of this conversation because she was a byproduct of a similar, we're about to talk about Awana, but she was a byproduct of that type of program in, in, her, home, in her home growing up. And uh, she talks about how most of the verses that she knows today, she learned in Awana. And so just tell us a little bit about that ministry that we have in our church and um, yeah, kind of what some of the, what we're seeing in, yeah. in kids' lives. Absolutely. So um, Awana stands for, oh wow, I'm blanking. Oh my word, Chris Hoffman, I need you here. Um, it's because you're on a podcast and recording, podcast. That, that's why. Oh my word, approved workmen's are not ashamed, um, which meaning we do not want to be ashamed of the gospel. We don't want to be ashamed of God's word. And so, um, you know, again, we want to hide God's word in our hearts because when it's in our hearts, then it's going to come out of our mouths, right? We know that Proverbs says that out of the mouth, the heart speaks. And so um, that's what we really want to communicate to our kids. We want to communicate that to our parents. And so that looks like for some of our parents, it might mean, you know, the verses that your kids are studying in Alana, you're memorizing yourself. So that way it's not only just kind of, you know, routine of you working with your kid, but it's also for your own personal growth and your own personal development because then you're actually wrestling with God's text the way that your kid is, and you're able to help them uh, memorize it as you're memorizing it. Um, and so with Awana specifically, we have Cubbies, which is for our two-year-olds, and we, oops, Huggles is for our two-year-olds, Cubbies is for our three-year-olds and four-year-olds, then we move on up into our elementary, so it's kindergarten through second grade, which is our Sparks Club. And then we have our Truth and Training, or TNT as we call it here at Fairview. Um, and that's for our third, fourth, and fifth graders. Um, and our classes have been booming, and our teachers, our volunteer base has grown exponentially um, since 2020, 20, uh, 2019. Um, and our leaders are super passionate about just breaking down God's word week in and week out with our kids and helping them learn how to memorize God's word. So whether that's with flashcards or with the flannel graph, yes, we've used flannel graph this year, um, whether that's with a song, you know, that helps them understand God's word and, and finding maybe, um, I think it's bugs and slugs, sometimes they sing Bible verses. And so some of our teachers will find those songs and help our kids learn Bible verses that way. And um, so there's multiple different ways um, for our kids to be studying God's word, but I think the key thing is, is intentionality. 
it's, you know, we're going to be intentional to encourage parents to, to spend time studying God's Word and, and memorizing Scripture with their kids at breakfast, at lunch, at dinner, or maybe in your morning routine while you're sitting in the, the car line um, for pickup. That's the time that you can utilize to memorize God's Word with your kids. Yeah, I know uh, something that you touched on I think is so important is that uh, parents are learning these scripture along with their kids. I know that I've learned uh, a lot of verses just from working with Jonathan um, and even Mason, even though he's um, just three, you know, we're, we're trying to teach some of those uh, just so that he, we make sure he sails through Juana when he gets there, right? We want, you know, we want to make sure he knows all the verses. Um, but uh, no, we, we as parents are learning these verses as we are explaining them and teaching them to our kids. And I think that's just really important. I think, so I didn't grow up in a household that had Iwana, um that did that type of stuff. And so uh, my, uh, I mean, I don't have a lot of uh, kind of Bible verses I learned as a kid, you know. So everything that I've memorized has been later on in life. And I find that as I get older, uh, it's actually harder for me to memorize that stuff because my memory is not as, a, as good as it used to be. Uh, but as a kid, like I can see just how valuable that could be just to have that. And as like a second nature, just uh, being able to quote scripture in circumstances that come your way. And I know that I've been blessed as a parent just being able to memorize scripture along with Jonathan and Mason. And, and uh, you know, I'm the one uh, in 2020 that forgot John 3.16 from the stage. So, uh, you know, I've got, some, I've got some work to do, folks, on my Bible memorization. So Bible memorization is super important. And we've talked about kind of one of the ways that our church tries to provide a way for, for children to be able to memorize scripture together um, with their families and also just in individuals and get a little prize with it, right? Because they get oh, yeah. a little Absolutely. prize at the end of the year, um, which is exciting. Um, and uh, But now I want to talk about a book in particular, um, because I think that a lot of the understanding of Awana and Bible memorization, uh, is it, am I right in saying that the the group that put out this book is the Awana group? Yes. Okay. The CEO and um, the president. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, so Awana CEO and president came out with a book called Resilient. And uh, it's probably on my top five from this year of books that I read on just discipleship and just kind of frame, giving a framework, or at least not maybe not a framework to do, but more of like a philosophy and understanding of the uh, kind of the the urgency of discipleship for the future. I'm going to start out with one quote or one question, and then we can kind of talk through this. This is the Resilient book, and uh, let me see the author here real quick. Valerie Bell and Matt Markins, and then Matt Mike Hamer. Okay, perfect. Uh, and and Chris Chris Marchand. I hope that we're pronouncing it. Anyways, but it's called Resilient Child Discipleship and the Fearless Future of the Church. And on page 27, he asks a question which is, uh, really made me think. Uh, it's probably the first time I ever thought about this question before. Will today's children, uh, church children be strong enough in their adult years to lead the church and influence the culture in which they must live in 2050? And, you know, I think that's such an important question when we think about uh, as we're raising our kids. You know, we're raising them in a culture today. But culture is going to look different in 30 years from now, and they're going to be the leaders of that. You know, I hope in 30 years 
uh, I will I'll still be in church involved in church ministry, but I'm probably going to be retired at that point. So, you know, for me, I'm thinking through like a lot of the church leaders really are going to be the children today. And we need to prepare them for a culture that is going to be much different than what we experience. And I even think from when I was a child, all the different ways that culture has shifted and has changed and uh, just how much more difficult um it probably will be for our youngsters in 30 years when they leave the church. And so give us kind of some of your thoughts from the book. Uh, maybe we can just chat through some of those and then kind of give maybe a couple of encouraging notes from the book as well. Yeah. But um, let's just talk through that. So I love this book and I actually attended a conference called the Child Discipleship Forum because there, a lot of passion is just creating resilient disciples. Um, and so specifically, that's going to look like uh, thinking through the church plan. I mean, really, that's, that's, what it, that's what we're talking about. And um, a quote that I have is on page 47. It says, these children will love, excuse me, these children we love will be the church of 2050. They will need to be disciples as few modern generations before them have had to be. They will need to have the spine and the heart, um, the spine to stand firm for Christian beliefs in an increasingly hostile secular world and a heart to embrace that same intolerant of faith world uh, with a love that cannot be ignored and so um, it's just teaching our kids that this faith is real and so parents my encouragement to you um, as I have kind of read this book and as I've been praying for you is Lord would our faith become real to our Fairview kids would our, our kids see that Jesus is making a difference in our day-to-day -day lives as Deuteronomy 6 talks about right as our children go and as they come would they experience God with us um, and so would God's word come alive to us? And so as you're reading God's word and as you're memorizing uh, passages of scripture, would we apply it to our lives? Would we take the opportunity to have intentional moments with our kids to explain maybe what we're learning or explain the passages of scripture that they're memorizing, not just for the award, not just for the Awana store night or getting the Awana books, but truly allowing God's word to change their life because it does breathe life. It is active and alive. Right? Um, and so in this book, it talks a lot about the philosophy behind how do we cultivate these resilient disciples? What does it look like? And um, there are three things that um, I love when Valerie Bell talks about it or when Matt and Mark Matlock talks about it. But it's belong, believe, become. And, you know, within Fairview's Kids Ministry, but partnering with the Awana Ministry, we talk a lot about belonging and how we want our kids to have a highly relational ministry led by loving and caring adults. And if I could just brag on our volunteers here at Fairview and Kids Ministry specifically, they are fantastic. They do love and they care for our kids. They care for our parents. It's not just um, child care. I, you know, we, we have tried to really uproot that word because it's discipleship time. So with whatever services look like, whether it's in 930 service or 1045, it is a discipleship opportunity. On Wednesday night, it's a discipleship opportunity from our oldest to our youngest. And that could be infants. It's a time to disciple them. It's a time to show God's love and God's care to them. Um, and then second, uh, Awana really wants our, our ministries and our kids to, to believe. Uh, and that is a deeply uh, scriptural ministry rooted in the truth of God's word and the power of the gospel. And this can be found, found on page 169. Um, but again, we want our kids to belong in a loving and caring community. We want them to believe God's word and all that it has within it, um, that, that they are deeply rooted in the truth of God's word. And that's why Bible memorization is so important, right? Awana's three things is they want um, 
their kids to know God's word. They want them to love Jesus and they want them to serve him faithfully and cultivate the resiliency uh, that we've been talking about. And then lastly, they want them to become who Christ is calling them to be. And so um, that is truly a, a truly experiential ministry designed to move kids from just simulation to real-world application of faith-based living. And that's really what we want to see, John, right? We want them, we want to see our kids um, wanting to go on missions trips without their parents having to kind of coax them along, right? We want to see sure. our kids get excited about Operation Christmas Child and beg their parents to go out and put together a box and pray over that box. We want to see our kids be excited about coming to church, reading God's Word, memorizing Scripture verses because it's changing their life, not just because they get in the water bus. Um, and so, again, cultivating resilience takes time, and there's nothing, you know, that parents can do to perfectly parent their children, and there's no such thing as perfect kids, but we do serve a faithful God, and he does meet us in the day in and day out, and so I think it's optimizing on those moments uh, that will help create resilient disciples. That's awesome. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you summarized uh, resilient really well. Um, and there's two pieces that I want to kind of flesh out a little bit more because I think those were uh, just things that I, I took away from reading the book. The first one is how you started with the spine and the heart. Um, that chapter in the book was one of those where uh, it really shows you the direction of our culture from, a, uh, from what we would consider maybe being a non-Christian culture or uh, even maybe like a post-Christian culture, but that in 30 years, it's even going to be a post-post-Christian culture and even be probably more, um, you know, maybe antagonistic towards the Christian religion, Christian faith, um, and those sorts of things. And maybe not just Christians, but in religion in general. And so um, I really do believe that we do need to think through how we are, how we are, discipling our kids to have both spine and heart right be able to stand up against culture but also be able to speak truth with love and to be able to do that from uh from a heartbeat of not only love for god but for love of neighbor um, and i even think too of like in the future you know like when my kids are grown up and um, you know, I'm grateful that right now when you ask Jonathan, what do you want to be when you grow up? He'll be like, oh, a pastor. Well, that's because he sees dad do it every day. I don't know if that'll happen. It'd be a joy if that would happen. Um, but, uh, you know, I think about if, you know, one of my kids or just people I know would become a, a pastor, like it's likely they're going to be doing that in a much harder environment. And so, you know, thinking through, okay, what are the, uh, the, belief systems that we need to grow in our kids to be able to handle that i think is just so important and uh there's another quote in this book that i think goes along with that it says i fear we may realize too late that we gave them things that didn't really matter things that didn't travel into their adult lives as anything more than spiritual entertainment and moralistic stories and i think that for me in this book was you know if a child's going to be resilient it has to move beyond just knowing stories it has to be, be go beyond um just you know these moralistic life lessons they really have to develop a love for god like the only way they become resilient is when they believe that the thing that they are being resilient for is worth it you know um who cares if you know culture does this if you know jesus isn't you know the lord of our life if we don't have a relationship with god like you know why would i go through the persecution and all the things that they may face in the future if it's just moralistic stories and um, one of the things that I think through just from a parenting perspective then is, you know, how can I develop this in my kids? And so if you were to give, you know, just a parent 
uh, you know, two pieces of advice to say, okay, here's how I want you to, uh, or here's what I would do in, in a situation with kids to help them become resilient. We talked about Bible memorization, but maybe two others would say, here's something that you should be practicing or doing in your household um, to develop the relational side of your relationship with God um, instead of just knowledge input, um, because we need that relational aspect. Absolutely. So it's not just about head knowledge, right? And, and sometimes the hardest thing, even as an adult, is like the, the 12 inches between my sure. head and my heart, right? And so I think um, something when I look back, now I did not have a lot in my home church growing up, but I did have godly mentors in my life and Sunday school teachers and, you know, um, my girls in action leaders. And we did Bible memorization, right? But it was it was at the dinner table where it kind of connected from my head to my heart. And so families, I would encourage you, if you don't have a time that you guys are sitting down together and talking about life, asking your kids how their dates were going, um, what conversations did they have today at school, what did they learn? Um, but I do think some more specific questions is one, just asking them, did you see God today? Like, did, where, where, where in your day at school have you connected with the Lord, right? Especially if they have professed Jesus as their Lord and Savior and they're trying to have that relationship with Him or they have that relationship with Him, asking them. I were to ask uh, you if you had a conversation with Amber, right? And having that genuine relationship with Amber, you're going to have, uh, you know, different conversations go along with sure. Amber, right? That are going to make your relationship grow deeper. And so it's, it's asking your kids, hey, have you had that conversation with the Lord today? Or, or where did you see God move? Um, or what things hurt you today? And how can we offer praise to God, right? Or, or how, what, how can we pray about those things? So I think, you know, choosing a time together, maybe as a, as a family to just have dinner together and have those conversations um, and making God's word come alive to them in, in a very tangible way and, and having those conversations is key. Um, Another thing, parents, I just think it's, you know, uh, like I said earlier, you're not going to be perfect. And so recognizing that. So if you make a mistake, ask your kid for forgiveness. That is something that is monumental to a kid. But that shows them that your faith is real, right? Because they're going to recognize that you're not perfect, just like they're not perfect. But you can rely on God's grace and you can rely on King Jesus and recognize that he was the perfect one. And so uh, just being transparent with your kids in those ways and asking for when we mess up because we're gonna you know and allow modeling that for them modeling that teachability right because that leads us to humility that leads us to serving others well to loving others well because we're recognizing that it's not like the world's not completely focused on us and that's really when you're talking about uh, you know the church in 50 years from now 30 years from now we're seeing this culture just be continually secularized right which is completely uh, just individualism essentially that's what is happening. And you, know, sure. you live your best life, right? Um, we want to get away from that type of language and, and truly uh, you know, just soak our kids in the gospel and let them recognize um, that there is freedom in that and there's teachability in that when, when they're clinging to Christ. Sure. So when you were mentioning uh, modeling and being an example, I think about I saw a phrase that I heard early on in the journey of parenting that was, your kid doesn't know what you don't teach them. And I realized that there's a lot of times I expected my kids to act a certain way or, or do something, or even when they acted out, 
you know, I realized that it wasn't because like they just wanted to act out. It was because no one really taught them otherwise on, on what, how you're supposed to react to this or react to that. And so I really do believe that when it comes to modeling our faith, we need to model that relationship with God or they're going to expect that it's just a rule of do's and don'ts. If they just see their mom and dad just adhering to a list of, of things to do and not to do, but they don't see their parents reading scripture or praying to the Lord, if parents aren't doing that with their kids, then they're going to see it as more of a religious uh, type of uh, lifestyle to be lived as opposed to a relationship. And so I think when we talk about wanting to see the relational side of our kids kind of flourish and grow so they become resilient, I think it does start with parents you know, showing their kids and teaching their kids, this is what it looks like, and I'm going to let you in to my spiritual walk with Christ. I'm going to let you into that, and I'm going to let you see that when I make a mistake. I'm going to let you see that when uh, I'm doing well, right? I'm going to let you into that. Now, you know, as parents, you know, use your discretion, right? But um, on, on what you talk about with your kids at certain ages, you know, age groups, but it's about letting them in so they can actually see your walk with Christ so that they can actually model that. Um, and so I think sometimes when we think of modeling, it's just like, oh, show them the example. Well, yeah, you're showing them an example, but there's an essence of vulnerability in that where uh, it's difficult sometimes as a parent for you because you want to be the strong one, right? You want to be the one that your kids don't think that you fail, that you are the superhero, that you're going to save the day all the time. And they need to see you as who you are and infallible, no, not infallible, <laughs> as a they need to see you as a fallible, gosh, what's that one, 7730. Um, they need to see you as the fallible human being that you are, but one that is uh, cloaked in mercy and grace and humility. And that is the person that, when they see that, that is a person that they will likely become because they have that example. They have the one that is paving the way for that in their life and in their home. And if they're, they're being discipled by humility, the goal would be that humility is what follows and, and with, with the other attributes as well. So, um, yeah, so the book that we talked about, guys, today is Resilient. So uh, if you want to pick it up, you can be more than happy to. Yep, they have them on the Awana website. Um, I also have an ebook, so let me know. If, reach out to me, rjonesatmyfamily.org, and I can send you. Um, that is not right. That was not my email, was it? What? Rjones at my oh, no, that is, that, that That's your email. email. Okay. It is after this love, y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but you can email me, and I can forward you that link, but it is on the Awana website. Um, and I can order them in book if there's a bunch of you that would perfect well thank you so much for joining us today on today's podcast uh parents uh, if you enjoy today or family or whoever's listening to our podcast if you enjoy today it would be super super helpful if you would leave a generous review on any of the podcast sites so that we can not only serve our families here at fairview but anybody else who wants to listen to this podcast we really do believe that this is going to be a blessing to families and parents as they disciple their kids in their home. And so if you could do that, that would be super duper helpful. If you need to know more about Fairview Church, you can just go to myfairview.org and all the information is there about not only our services, but our family ministry and all the different things that we do as a family ministry. And we love you guys and have a great day. Bye. Bye.